K-A-Z-Y-X. Jerry, that's me. I'm hanging out in Oregon. Jim in the studio. Jim, happy Sunday evening to you. How you doing tonight? Uh, geez, I got a pretty normal uh, Sunday going for me. Worked, sure. worked outside, worked firewood, spread chips around the garden. <clears throat> I, I guess I was working with my tractor and I was spreading chips and finally I realized I'm getting chips all over the basketball court where you used to work out. <laughs> Is there still a remnants of a basketball court up there in oh, any way? Yeah, I know, you know the hoop's remember, gone at this We point. didn't pave it, but we had a pretty good chip seal. And do you remember the day we painted the lines on it? I do, yeah. <laughs> and I also remember, and this is one of my favorite parts of that story, we took uh, like spray paint stencils. Yeah. And because we're both Laker fans, we were going to put Lakers there, but we didn't have an L, so it just said Acres. I forgot about that. Jeez. Yeah. But you, if you look really carefully, you can still see the key a little bit. But yeah. But um, well, do you remember the other uh, the other little nugget of that before we move on? Uh, when you uh, when you thought it could be uh, the chip seal could be used as a campfire. Oh, we melted as right a through it. For a campfire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we wanted to be safe, so we we built a campfire on the basketball court, and it melted right through the chip seal. Oh yeah, I I remember that one well. That was uh, it was a good idea, I think, in theory. We we've got a lot to cover tonight. Let's hear something. All right, yeah, I'm I'm ready. Let's let's dive in here. Uh, welcome everybody to the Sports Phone. If you are new to this show and you've never heard it before, let me walk you through a little bit about what's going to be going on for the next hour and change. Uh, Jim and I are here because we are fans of sports. And because of that, we created the Sports Phone, which is an open forum sports talk show. This can be anything or everything going on in the world of sports, as long as it is related in some way, shape or form. Jim and I will talk about it and we want to hear about it. And that is the most important part is we want you, the listening audience, to drive the conversation. Whatever you want to talk about going on in the world of sports, we want to hear about it from you. Uh, We want you to give us a call. Give us your thoughts on professional, high school, rec league, college stuff, questions, comments, controversies, whatever you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Jim and I are here and we want to hear about it Uh, and we will be taking your calls as well as your emails and we'll get all of that uh, going as we get rolling here. I think that's it. And with that, it is time to do some local sports talk, little local sports highlight, get our guest on Uh, Jim. I'll say it. It was uh, going back to last week when we highlighted a lot of the local sports teams uh, for baseball and softball that made the playoffs. It was a rough week for the local schools, all in all. That uh, mean, that mean it was, a, and most of the local schools are well, they are, they're all public, so a lot of yeah. them I'm sure got eliminated by private schools, but not the one we're talking to tonight. Not not the one we are talking to tonight. I'll, we'll do a full bracket update after the interview of the teams that are still in, uh, but one of the big ones. Uh, from the small schools uh, is Laytonville. Laytonville High School Softball. They are in the sectional championship game on the 24th. That would be Wednesday. And they are going to make the trip down to, Jim, if I remember correctly, this is in Fremont, California, to play California School of the Deaf. Down, I down believe it is Fremont, roughly, yeah. That's, yeah, somewhere mm, down there. CSD. Uh, yeah, Laytonville uh, High School coming off of a and this is not a typo, Jim, a 25-1 to 1 victory over Valley Christian 
in the semifinals, uh, and they're going to the championship game against California School of the Deaf. And we figured after a, a game like that, we got to talk to someone that knows a little Leighton Bill softball. So, Jim, who is our who's our guest today? We have the coach, Melissa Rosenthal. And I got to tell you, Jer, when you say the name Rosenthal um, around Leggett or Leightonville, geez, I don't know what to say. That's like saying... Uh, it's like saying Washington. In Washington Point and Point Arena. Yeah. Same idea. Yeah. It's, it's, um, or say, or, or like saying James, uh, Corey yeah. James and his family. Anyway, this is a long history. You played against some Rosenthal's. I coached against, seems like 20 Rosenthal's. Um, <laughs> Melissa, are you there? I'm here. So this is Melissa Rosenthal. She is the coach for Laytonville girls softball. She's in the finals. NCS Finals versus CSD, California School of the Deaf, which I'll tell you, Melissa, I'll let you talk in a second here, but um, I had the honor. It's If you've never seen them play or if you've never played against them in any sport, it is, it is, um, it is wonderful, just wonderful. Have, anyway, go ahead. Jer, what do you got for Melissa? Well, Coach, thanks thanks for joining us. Uh, congratulations on on everything up until this point. Uh, I I have to start with it because in my years I've done a lot of broadcasting for softball and I've called a lot of games that oh, were not close. Oh, can you hear us now? <laughs> can you hear us? Are we good? No, it says it's still there. I can't hear you guys. Oh no, we can still hear you. Jared, keep talking for a yeah, second yeah, here. I'm sure. gonna, yeah, Jim, I'm gonna, Jim will try to get, get, get Coach back on the line. This might um, be her. Is that you, Melissa? Yep, it's me. Awesome. Good. Welcome back. Well, okay, all right. So I'm yep. going to get right into it here before before there's any any other difficulties. So I, I'm just curious. I, I've called a lot of softball games as a broadcaster, and I've seen a lot of interesting scores. I can't think of a 20-to-something. What was that experience like? You go down on the road and you win a – Playoff game twenty five to one. That must have been a thrill for your team. Yeah. So you know, um, we got our seedings, and um, you know, we got we drew the number three seed. We had a first round bye, and um, you know, we couldn't really find as much information on Valley Christian. We knew they were a private school, but we didn't have any common opponents. Um, huh. So we really didn't know much about them. So. What I chose to focus on at practice with my team of coaches, um, I have, uh, there are four coaches that, um, you know, help with the team. We have Hans Neuroth, whose daughter Kylie is a sophomore that plays. We have Joe Smith from Laytonville, uh, Maria Medina, who um, graduated in, I think, 2014 with my daughter, helping out. And we have um, Jennifer Sizemore, who, um, you know, played for a very successful Laytonville softball team years ago and was recruited to Humboldt State, and she's our pitching coach. Um, so at practice, before the game, we decided to focus on the details of the game, base running, stealing. Um, nice. We really cranked it up for our last two league games against Potter Valley to implement these new strategies of, I mean, just attacking on the base pack first pitch steals, you know, a lot of just really just attack mode. So that was the plan. The morning of the game was to go into it. We've got some speed on the base pass, um, was just to attack and not let up. And that's what, you know, our, our we were the guests. 
Uh, one of our seniors, Ruby Rosenthal, our leadoff batter, she got up, first pitch, hit it right to the outfield for a single, and it was just our girls were hitting. Hey. Um, you know, there was just a lot of really good hitting, and the girls, you know, I have a young team. Um, I have two seniors with experience. The rest of the team is comprised of freshmen and sophomores. There's no juniors on the team. I do have one other senior, but I call her rookie. She's never played ball before. Wow, love <laughs> it. Great. Uh, love it. So it was really just instilling in them to be fearless on the base path. So to tell, not be afraid. Tell me this. Whatever what happened to the ten run rule? Did, did you score early? Or is, is there or does that get dropped? early? So we, I believe, got eight runs in the first inning. And, I mean, we were hitting well. This was not a lot of errors. We were pounding the ball. And, um, you know, credit to the coaching staff because we cranked up our pitching machine. We did a lot of um, soft toss. Um, we got a batting cage this year, and so we've been getting the girls in there a lot. Um, yeah. And for playoff games, you know, you have to go five innings. Because I know, I believe, in regular season after three innings, if you're up a certain amount, but we had to go five innings. Good. So, uh, you know, that contributed to it. But um, I honestly, I wasn't paying attention to the score at all. I, I coached third base. <laughs> I was just in the zone having to steal on constantly, having our base runners challenge the catcher every time. You know, putting that extra pressure, that's part of the strategy of softball, you know, pressuring that catcher to come out of their crouch, you tire them out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that was all part of it, just absolutely being a menace on the base path. And it worked. And, you know, at one point I did not realize we were up by so much. And one of the umpires came to me and was like, hey, you might want to stop the bleeding. And I was like, well, what's the score? There's no score. (laughs) anything and I honestly I don't I don't even track and when they told me I was like oh okay you know and at that point we started having girls step off but sure so, um, so that, that was like being a, that was like being that was like an a, a ref coming up to you say hey you're up by 40 take the full court press off in basketball <laughs> yeah I, I I mean I honestly thought it was like maybe 12 you know, something, and they were like, oh, you're up by, and I was like, oh, I, I did not know. I was like, you <laughs> so, know, and so at so that point it. I told the girls, and that's what was hard is I have this young team, and I mean, I was on them. I was very stern. I was like, you are stealing. You are stealing. I don't want to have to tell you twice. So some of them kept going <laughs> without being given the signs, but I'll look the rest, and I'd be like, I didn't tell them to go. They've just <laughs> really been coached. <laughs> you know, so, and, to take uh, to take a little, I, I just I, one. I wanted to kind of take a little step back here. So 12, 12 players on the team. Um, mm-hmm. There's a one thing I realized when we talked when when Jennifer was coming through the last time we talked to you to, to the Laytonville softball program. It, there's a culture of softball that I I just don't know about because M- Mendo never had softball when I was in high school. It was never on anyone's radar. They could barely, we barely kept our baseball team together because at the small school level, the sports when you need nine players are, I think, are just inherently harder than getting a basketball team together or something like that. But what is, can you talk a little bit about just that in general? It seems like there's a culture of softball in Laytonville that has existed for a long time. It's not just this one team. I I totally agree with you. Um, 
there is a long history of successful softball teams from Laytonville. And I actually, I, I wanted to this year, and I just haven't taken the time to go down and look at all the championships and, like, section championships. Um, and, you know, because I think it's probably been the most successful program at that school. Sure. Continuously. And, you know, and that's, that's a huge credit because it's the last sport of the school year. You get kids that are burnt out or have other injuries or, you know, they're struggling with grades. And for the school to be able to continuously field a team, you know, that really says something about, you know, that the girls want to play. But I have to say, we have the nicest field around. And I have been to <laughs> dozens of fields everywhere. And I have to give a shout out to our maintenance man, Pedro. He is amazing. That field this year, so many teams lost games because their fields were flooded. I mean, all that rain. Our mm-hmm. field's playable after about 12 hours. It rains. The rock on it's amazing. The grass is amazing. That ground crew keeps that field in tip-top shape. We were I mean, talking felt- we, we were talking earlier, uh, Melissa, before we came on the air, you, me, and Jer, and <clears throat> I had mentioned it, and I, I can't remember if I got an answer from you or, or, or not, but um, it, this is something really special you're doing. Um, I remember playing CSD for the first time as a basketball coach. You know, all of a sudden you're yeah. playing against a team that can't hear. I mean, California School of the Deaf. It is, it is an honor. It is exciting. It is fun. Everyone learns something. I mean, picture a basketball. If you've I, never, I just, sorry, Jim, I use the word fascinating. That's still fascinating. the word I use whenever it comes it's, to playing. It's, I, just remember the first, I just remember the first time out. You know, I'm trying to talk to my team, and I'm looking over, and there's just this ten people all signing at each other, and they're talking, ju- just they're as talking. excited, yeah, just as excited, just as much emotion, and it, it, it just. And then we watched them play football once in Mendo, and so is this a new one for you, Melissa? Playing it's it, new. So my daughter is in law. Um, she played uh, softball. Um, oh gosh, she graduated in 2013, and. And her team went and played CSD oh, cool. um, many years ago when she played softball. But we actually, uh, I took my two captains and um, one of our coaches' um, daughters. We went down the night before our playoff game because CSD was playing Point Arena. Point Arena was the number four seed. CSD was number one seed. And, huh. you know, Coach Clark, Pat Clark from Point Arena and I have become friends. I have a lot of respect for him and their AD, Dan Ruggelbrugge, was the principal at Laytonville when my older kids went to school. So we went down to CSD and took in the game because I did want to be able to prepare my young players for the atmosphere. And, right. you know, I want to make sure it's very respectful and they understand the differences. So I, I was fascinating is a great word for it. Um, I was just so impressed with know it is just... their ability. And I thought, man, what a great sport for someone who's hearing impaired to be able to play because, you know, you can block out a lot of the noise as a player. And so for them, you know, that's their normal. But it, it from what I could see, it, it had no bearing on their ability as a team. They played great. When I, when I, I, I've, so... I've never, everything I've watched, I've never seen it be a hindrance to their ability to compete. And for me, it was mostly basketball, uh, but it's, it, it's really, really cool. And it's going to be a fun trip uh, 
yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm excited excited to see how it goes. Um, so the only other question I had, and then we can, uh, Jim, whatever you want to do next from here. Right. Um, can you talk a little bit about? Because I, I think it's impossible to not avoid still talking about COVID in some instances of sports, just because it's it still has its impacts in sports even up to now. You were talking a little bit about just the process of, of rebuilding the program after COVID. Can you just kind of quickly walk through what that was like? Was it a full yeah. like rebuild where you had to find nine new players? What was kind of the starting point to rebuild the, 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 the team so, put up from there? I was hired to coach um, at Laytonville High School. Let's see, my daughter's freshman year, so like 2019. Um, right. And we were prepping for the season. We got one scrimmage in against Willits, and then we were shut down. And so, you know, that shut down middle school, you know, for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, so there was no softball that year. And then the following year, you know, Laytonville didn't reopen. They just kept distance learning. So what would have been my two seniors, Ruby and Asia's sophomore year, there was no softball. There weren't enough girls to play. So, like, my daughter chose to play on the boys' baseball team, you know, and <laughs> absolutely school. struggled at it, but had a good time, and it was good for her to stay busy. But, yeah, when you talk about rebuilding, um, you know, I just kind of had to start from the basics. Like, sure. just, you know, teaching them correct mechanics, spending a lot of time on mechanics. Um, you know, last year there wasn't a lot of, like what we're doing now, you know, game planning and this fine tuning, like what we're able to do right now. But it's, it's kind of um, just taking care of itself. And I, I have to credit the culture of our girls program. And I really preach the sisterhood of softball and inclusivity. Um, you know, I tell the girls, you know, I don't care what's going on at school. I don't care, you know, how you feel about each other. When you step onto this field, your sisters you battle you go to battle for each other you take care of each other you check on in on each other every day at school and I feel like that has kind of led to maybe picking up girls and being able to keep girls who maybe wouldn't have stuck it out or came out for the team um it's just a philosophy that I is is like very important to me it's not so much the lessons of the game it's like what life lessons or the game within the game where you get the life lessons. Um, you know, I have a very caring, positive team. Um, they end most practices, you know, they go around in a circle, you know, what did you do good today? What are you proud of today that you did? And it's my captains who really implement that, um, Asia and Ruby. And it's honestly just been a beautiful thing to see and be part of. And, you know, they really care about each other. And they've developed a bond, and now this there's it's it's showing in the success on the field. And you know, my husband said it best. He's like, you know, they're really peaking at the right time. Hmm. And I'm like, it's, it's the hard work. There's been hot days. We played a game in the rain, but they really they check in on each other at school. If one of them's late, they're like, where are you? You know, and <laughs> if something's going on in one of their lives, they make sure to check in on that. You know, those girls. I mean. I'm just to point something out. I'm going to shout out to Christina, one of our players' moms, you know, is having some health issues today. And 
we have an app that the team shares and the team's just rallying around Trinity today. You know, her mom's struggling and there's these constant messages of love and support coming in. And it's really just so much bigger than the sport. And it's great to hear. I, it's great to hear this, this being talked about, you know, a lot of coaches think it, um, it sounds like, you know, you're living it. I warned you about this last question and I just, you're an exciting on the radio. I'm going to ask it. Um, you said it might be overwhelming, but um, usually we, we sometimes we Jerry surprises a guest with it. But we want to know your favorite sports memory. Oh, oh my gosh! Um, oh, this one might make me cry. Of all time, I, coaching, coach, playing. Also. I know, and I mean, I played years. Um, my husband was like, oh, remember when our, we, we demoralized Mendo in those basketball games? I'm going to tell you right now. Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Don't throw that back. No, <laughs> there. My girl, she's probably one of the tiniest girls on the team. Uh, she pitches, but she's relegated the pitching to a CS. She's moved to shortstop, and I love seeing her play there. She got an over-the-fence home run against <laughs> Valley Christian, a three-run over-the-fence home run, and I got to tell you, that – that brought me to tears on the field. Wow. You know, there you that go. That, that's she, a very recent memory. Ball. Yeah, and, and my husband <laughs> went and fished the ball out, and we brought it home. And uh, oh, I got to say, that's, um, that's really been a highlight for me. I was that, so happy. For- that continues the theme, I think, of a lot of times with parents. It's something involving their kids. Uh, well, Coach. Oh, yeah. I, I wish you the best of luck. Go down to Fremont, beat another private school, bring home another championship for Laytonville. Uh, that will be Wednesday, the 24th, 5 p.m. at California School of the Deaf. Best of luck. Congratulations on the season. Look forward to seeing how it wraps up. Call us Call yeah. us next week, yeah. Melissa. Call us live next week um, if you want to talk about the game again. we got to sign off here. Okay. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. 707 Four four eight. That was Melissa Rosenthal, uh, coach extraordinaire. I'm going to say, Jared, just listening to her talk. Um, she will be playing against CSD on Wednesday for the NCS championships. Any parents, any players that are listening here from Laytonville, if you want to get in the energy, seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Tell us what you think about this team. Yep. Where do we go from here, Jared? Trivia question. Well- well, I'll get to the trivia question in just a second. Uh, but I did, like I said before, it was a, it was a rough week for local sports, uh, for local playoff teams. Uh, Laytonville being the exception, along with two other schools, uh, is both in softball as well. So I wanted to give them their time in the sun. Uh, Division five softball, so a little bit bigger than the Laytonville schools. Clear Lake and Cloverdale have both made it to the semifinals. Unfortunately, they now have to play each other. So that's the, a little bit of a bummer that the two public schools have now got to play each other. But Clear, Cloverdale versus Clear Lake at Cloverdale High School, that will be on the 23rd. So I believe that will be Tuesday, 5 p.m. at Cloverdale High School with the winner of that going to the championship game in uh, Division Five softball. So just wanted to get that out of the way. Talk about culture. Cult- talk about softball culture. You, you're, yeah, you, uh, Cloverdale has defined that. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Um, okay, so quiz question. Uh, this one is a little different than I think we normally do because a lot of times the quiz question, right, there's a clearly defined answer, right, where Jim and I are looking for a very specific answer 
whether that be a name of something or a year or a person or, or something like that, anything along those lines. This one, I think there is a right answer, but I don't. But there isn't like a specific wording of it. So there's, I, it might be different than how Jim and I talked about. Uh, staying on the subject of softball, uh, one of the things that I noticed when I was going about softball and, and watching the sport and learning it was that softball infields are always dirt as opposed to baseball, which I would say 99 times out of 100 is a grass infield. And so for the quiz question, I'm just going to ask, why is that the case? Why are softball fields all dirt infields as no. opposed to grass? Now, I got and, it, I, I got it right when, when you asked me the question. What I want to know, did. what I want to know is, is this is this your opinion or did you read this somewhere? No, I read up on it a little bit. Okay. I did some research just to double check my theory because my the answer was what my theory was and everything I read said this was the answer. So I'm sticking by it. Uh, the quiz question again, why are softball fields all dirt and not grass like uh, like a baseball field? And we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. 707-895-2448. That's the number to call. You can also shoot an email to DJ at KZYX.org. Go ahead and put sports phone in the subject. So Jim knows to take a look at it. And that can be for the quiz question or anything else you'd like to talk about. Those are uh, single single letters, the letter D, the letter J, at kzyx.org. The email is open. Put sports phone in the subject line. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Jim, what's up? It's Josh Burks. Josh Burks. Jerry, we got Laytonville going tonight. Laytonville. Man, Laytonville's feeling good. We're feeling good tonight on Laytonville, baby. We're having a good night. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Josh, we talked to the coach. I mean, what's your perspective on this team as the athletic director? Man, 25 to 1. I was super excited and proud of the girls. Like, it's been... you got, Jerry, you said a little bit earlier, COVID, getting kids back into the game, like just to have a team and have them having success and, and having it trickle around the campus, it's super exciting. We're super happy. This is the Josh Furks that that I know and love. And I remember the last time you were on the radio, Josh, you was like, oh, geez, because COVID, we don't know when we're coming back. There might be no more sports right? this year. I mean amazing i was we're all back you know <laughs> man we're back and plus i'm happy to talk to you guys because i miss you guys i listen to the show when i can not as often as i should but man i miss you guys Jeez, it's, it's um is is the lack of softball the reason why these two local teams are getting so far i mean is is um i mean you just beat a private school 25 to 1 i've never heard that before I mean, it's super exciting, right? I, I, we, we, I think it's a little bit of both. We got a good, we got a good softball program. Melissa's been working with these girls. We're young. Jennifer had them before that, so like we're building a good softball program up here, and that's exciting. But there's also a lot. You know, there was only six teams in the whole playoff bracket. When usually I think it's set up for sixteen, right? When we're doing hoops, we get a full, you know, sixteen teams, and we're grinding it out. There's not, so I don't think it's just us. You know, lacking. I think it's it's lacking all around, which is so, which yeah, is Josh, sad. I, but I meant to ask uh, Melissa about this, and I, I I totally spaced it. So, and if you don't know the answer, it, totally fine. What was the the scope of travel for for the team this year? Because Point Arena, Potter Valley had softball kind of locally, if you want to call it that. What was the the larger scope of travel for them to play a, a schedule of, of softball? Yeah, we 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 were limited. We played Upper Lake. We played Credo. 
We hosted Cloverdale's JV, but we were super limited with what was out there. AV started the league, so we lost two games when they folded, so it ended up only being like us, Potter, and Point Arena to finish the league. So it, so it was it was tough. I think our I don't know our exact overall record, but I know we didn't get close to 20 games. Yeah. Cloverdale JV is really good. I, their, their varsity is really good. Yeah, it, it wasn't Cloverdale. It was Middletown. We played Middletown's game. It, it was uh, a competitive game. I think that's what I'm going to do next year to try and get the girls' games is try and find some of these, you know, the bigger schools who have programs, get some JVs because it's hard to set the schedule. It's hard. Programs are folding. It's hard to get games. And, I, you know, the girls are just sitting around like, come on, Josh, we want more games. And, and I'm trying my best, but it's tough. And I just remember it just from, from my time in, in Mendo. And it wasn't it wasn't softball there because, like I, I, I was saying, softball was never a thing in Mendo. But it was every year yeah. it was the – Okay, we we I think we have ten for baseball. Is do we have ten? Is it eight? Like it's it's when you yep. get to the to the spring sports, specifically softball and baseball at our level, it's a dice roll. If you if you're gonna have enough players, let alone if you're gonna have enough players. Well, all year. We, we were right there this year. Like oh, we got ten on the list, and then a couple of kids are iffy, and a couple of kids with grades. So it, you know we're trying to we've been trying to get baseball for the last couple of years, and we couldn't get it. I think the last. The last time we had baseball, Ruby and Cheyenne, our softball players, played on the baseball team because we didn't have enough girls to field softball. So it was kind of one or the other. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I, I will it's say, different, you guys. Josh, it's different. Shout out to you though, and and I, I give the same kind of shout out to Potter Valley. Like you guys do an amazing job out there of getting teams fielded. It's and all the I think all the the small schools for for the resources they have do an amazing job one way or another fielding sports in every season, right? For, you know, fall, winter, spring. It's, it's, it's impressive what, what the schools out there can do with the resources. That I've, I've got another man, thank call. You, thank you, I've got another call. I appreciate it, man. I've got another Absolutely. call, Josh, which I'm going to take. But what I want to do is yeah. we talked about this earlier. We were texting about it, and I mentioned it to Jerry. In a couple of weeks, um, we want to have you on as the guest, and I want us all to be prepared to, to try to come – up with a reason why team sports it's not just spring sports it's harder to field yeah. sports now yeah. i don't think well, we can blame it just on covid anymore no I, we I, can't I, it's bigger than that yeah, yeah. i want to oh, yeah. so i want to talk about it thanks josh for the call love it, you guys appreciate you guys i'll talk to you soon yep Later. boy that's a great blast from the past year yeah love talking to josh on the radio yeah oh we got another call coming in you said yeah Hello, just hung up. Give a call back, 707-895-2448. We've got a trivia question on the line. we got all lines open right now. Anyone, give us a call. Yep, sometimes Jim's a little slow on the trigger finger. So just hang out if you're calling, and he'll get you on. 707-895-2448. Trivia question again, open-ended this week. I just would like to know why softball fields are usually all dirt infields as opposed to baseball. Let's see this this person may have the answer. Hello, caller, you're on the air. Hi, I do not have the answer, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm Nara, and I I played on the Laneville team. It. I would have to say thank you to everyone on the on our team and it was just awesome winning that game i i can only imagine just because every time i got on a bus and had to do a long trip in high school we usually ended up losing by about that much i can only imagine just 
not only to get the, the the trip as a team, but to have that that win in between. What was the was the 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 way back just as fun as the way down after winning a game like that? As a freshman, my first year in high school, it was it was pretty it was pretty exciting. Wow. We've wow. had some losses and some wins. It was awesome. And now you're going. Now you're going for the championship against California School of the Deaf. What's your first thought about that, Nora? Honestly, it's pretty nerve-wracking, but at the same time, really fun to to uh, be in the finals. And I would just have to say it's amazing. Yeah, I I think Jim can Jim can echo this as well. Uh, if you're not a little bit nervous and it's not a little nerve wracking, then, then something's wrong. That's the right, the right attitude to have going into it. I never had the chance to play in a championship game. Jim has played in them at a lot of different levels. I think he can say with a lot of confidence, if you're not a little nervous, then you, you have the, then something's not quite right. So I think it's the right attitude to be going into a championship game with. Thank you for the call and Best uh, of luck. good Best luck. Of luck. Good luck on, uh, on Wednesday. 707-895-2448. Okay, we had the coach, we had the athletic director, and now we've got a, a freshman player we just had on the line. This is Laytonville's night, Chair. <laughs> I guess. Hey, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. We get a anytime we get a champion locally, they 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 deserve the honor and the and the time and the spotlight. Because it's I've I've said it many, many a times on the show. It's hard enough for local te- schools to have teams let alone to be good, let alone to be consistently good, it's really hard to get to a championship. I, I never had the chance. A lot of things have to go right. And you, and a lot, you got to have a lot of breaks go your way. And so they, they deserve it. And Clear Lake or Cloverdale, the next kind of school's up, they're, one of them's going to be in the championship next week as well at their level. And they... They deserve it just as much. Sort of I'm makes my sort of makes my night. You know, I, I know what to expect when we get Josh. When we're lucky enough to get Josh Furks on this line. I know what to expect. It makes my day. Mm-hmm. But a freshman softball player excited about playing in the finals. That that's yeah. that's the sport. Great. That's the sports phone right there. 707-895-2448. Call. Let us know anything you want to in the world of sports. I've got uh, two things on this day, Jarrett, which is May 21st. Um, In 1819, on May 21st, on this day in sports history, the first bicycle was invented on 521-1819. Now, my question for you, and I'll let you use the internet if you want to, what it wasn't called a bicycle. What was it called? Uh, what, okay, I'm not quite sure. All right, it, it was called a swift walker. Oh, come on, how did you find that? I mean, it's in the name, it, it's it says first bicycles, parenthesis, swift walkers, in, in the event itself. The first bicycle. Can you it's, imagine? It's, it's funny though, because like that's almost a better like a bicycle is a like a mechanical description of what that thing, of what it is. I almost like Swift Walker better. Swift Walker. Hello, to call. move swiftly. Call here on the air. It was called a velocipede. A velocipede. What? A velocipede. Huh. The first bicycle. Yes. She's my my computer says it was called a Swift Walker. Oh, I see it though. No, I see what the caller's saying. Yep, early form of a bicycle. 
Velocipede. Velocipede. Huh. Yes. She's and and did it? Is there any pictures? Any anybody? Is it? Does it? Did it look I like have a bicycle? No idea. <laughs> I mean, it was spelled V E L O Velo C I P E D E Velocipede. Interesting. Yeah. It, okay. All right. I like it. Like Imagine it. the first person you see, you just, you're just like cruising down the, you're just outside and all of a sudden you've never seen a bicycle and, and someone went by you on it. it oh, must, yeah. must only been, imagine. It must have been very only exciting. I mean, it, it comes from speed with feet. <laughs> you know, velocity, 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 and feet. Like a swift walker. Actually, yep. interesting. Yep. Huh. Thanks yeah. for that. Appreciate the call. You're welcome. Boy, that's there's an interesting one, Jerry. The, the the other name for the, the the first bicycle that was in 1819. You know, I saw the first. You know, I swear. You know, I, I was at the beginning of the windsurfing world, and I remember seeing the first windsurfer out on out on the water in Lake Champlain in in Vermont, and um, when I had never seen one before, it was interesting. Um, What's the second one, City of 1904. FEMA started. Now, this sounds like a simple question, but I want to know the exact FEMA. I'm going to assume you meant to say FIFA when you said FIFA. FEMA? FIFA, FIFA, FIFA. <laughs> because FEMA's a lot, FEMA's a little bit different. FEMA's the federal emergency, uh, federal some, something in, um, yeah. emergency. But yeah, FIFA. FIFA, F-I-F-A, yeah. uh, started in 1904, which is the, um, the soccer federation. I want to know, you have to get it exactly right. What does FIFA stand for? Well... I, so this it's like if i try to say it in french because it, it started in paris i'm gonna i'm gonna brutalize it but i'm pretty sure it's the it's the international football federation like association i think it's i didn't say it in the right in the right order no you say it, you, it's if you, you say it in again in in french it lines up with those letters well in french it, it is french the, you say federation before international right it's the international federation of association football that's what it translates to right and and in french it's it's federation international the, football association yeah yeah you flip the you flip the words around. i'd like to hear that and some somebody say it in, in a good french accent oh talk about uh one of the most corrupt organizations in sports that's a that's a corrupt one. Oh, fifa's top of the list one of the worst jeez yeah like one of the worst it's it's up there it's but uh but it puts on my favorite sporting event uh every four years so it's hard to kind of you kind of have to let it go a little bit 707-895-2448 we're moving along nicely here on the show we've got about 20 minutes left on the sports phone give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about 707-895-2448 that's the number to call if you want to talk about sports we got um speaking about this day i don't know if it was today or yesterday so it might not be this day but either today or yesterday Brittany griner played her first home game and you're you you predict that, that was today so was on today, this yep. day may 21st uh britney griner played her first home game after spending almost a year in a russian prison um what were her stats here 
Uh, yeah. So twenty-seven points, ten rebounds, four blocks. I think she's uh, she's kind of found her stride again a little bit. So she, <laughs> a couple clips. Got she. There's a clip of her first bucket. She uh, probably the, of more note in terms of the her career. Uh, she got to number three on the all-time block list in the first half. Huh. Um, so she's making her way up that list uh, for all time. Is she blocks. making her li- list up in lots of stats on the all-time women's I, basketball association? I, I don't know the list off the top of off offhand, but I would imagine she makes a run at points and rebounds. She assists, she won't. How uh, long has she been in the league? Oh, she's <clears throat> been in the league for a while now. She goes back at the. Uh, I'd, big- have to, I'd have to look it up. She was one of the not founders, but she, she was there early on when it started. No, getting... well, it depends what we're saying. Her her rookie year was. She's been in the league for ten years. Ten years. Huh. Ten years. Yeah. Huh. Uh, yeah. So she had her home opener. They had. She had her first game in Los Angeles. I think two nights ago, uh, and then they had their home opener in Phoenix. Uh, don't have an attendance number yet, but the, the videos I saw, it was sold out. She got the ovation that she deserved. Uh, even in Los Angeles, it was a lot of like just welcoming her back to the WNBA and welcome like all the players welcome her back. It's I think it's exactly what you would expect out of the, a league like the WNBA that is very, very tight knit um, yeah. across all the teams. It's a very close, close knit league. Uh, so yeah, she uh, got the introduction she deserved and then had a heck of a performance uh, putting up those kind of numbers. 707-895-2448. Give us a call if you want to add in, Start a new topic, add to this topic, anything you want to do in as long as it's in the world of, of sports. And we trivia question is why is there a dirt infield in softball and not grass like there is in baseball? That's that's a good that's a good question. Yeah. I think it's a good question. We'll see if we get any any guesses on it. If not, we'll uh we'll give the answer a little bit later. You know what we should uh, do here, Jared? There's no calls right now and um and I'm more than willing to take one because this, uh, but uh, I do want to mention that we're in the middle of the spring pledge drive. Yeah. Uh, this is public radio. I think, I think everyone listening knows that unless someone only listens to the sports phone, they don't know this is public radio. Can't imagine that's the case, but um, this, this drive is going from 519 to 528. So we're in the day two of this pledge drive. We've raised almost well, there it is. We've raised twenty thousand two hundred and fifty-two dollars out of a goal of one hundred thousand dollars, and I want to mention the money is going to operating expenses. We're talking about lights, phones, heat, air conditioning, um, salaries. It's it's what keeps this place going, and um, the goal is a hundred thousand dollars. We've got um, let's see. Seven more days to, to make it. Yep. Um, the theme of this yeah. drive, Jer, is called the live drive. It's called the live drive. And, you know, the sports phone is exactly what this live drive is all about. Mm-hmm. What else in radio besides public radio is, is really live all, you know, most of the time? You know, we've got... Uh-huh. We've got live public affairs. We've got live call-in shows like the sports phone and the discussion. We've got live music shows. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we've got we've got studios all over the county, so so programmers can go live from somewhere close to their house and not have to drive three hours. Emergency information we have live. Local public affairs. That's that's us live. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, Jim and I are in a, a little bit of an odd spot with these pledge drives because we're not on the air during the, the, the traditional kind of business hours, quote unquote. But we still want to make sure we, we get that get that information out there. Uh, it's a platform as or KCYX as a platform gave Jim and I the opportunity to do this show, which we've been doing now for what at least oh, four or five years at this point uh, through various times of day. The, the station has been really flexible with day of the week, time slots, uh, and, and we're, we're really appreciative for all that. And it all comes from the listening area of KZYX that gives us the opportunity through through their contribution and support of the station. You can go online, kzyx.org, and uh, donate. Hit that red donate button. You can also call the station uh, during business hours if you'd like to make a donation to KZYX. Uh, Special yeah, donation line being... tomorrow morning. It opens at yep. 7. Special donation line, 707-895. Two, two, three, three. And um, you can mail a box to Philo, box one and Philo. Probably if you said KZYX, it wouldn't even matter if you put a box number. It would probably find <laughs> its way here. Um, so, yeah, Jared, I, I wanted to get get that in. It's um, They allow us to do this. Um, it's amazing they allow us to do this. Now we're going on our fifth year. Let us, I'll say they've been letting us do this for five years. Who, who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought? Through COVID, too. We kept a sports show going through COVID, That's which were right. some of my favorite shows, looking back on it. Looking back to those where we somehow managed. Because that was when we talked about some of the most bizarre stuff on the show, because we had to find Man. ways to fill time. It was fantastic. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi there. Well, I learned. I did look it up, so I admit that. I learned that, that a dirt infield... Um, lets the ball go further when it hits the ground. And grass was adopted when, when um, baseball players were hit the ball so, so hard and so fast, and the, the grass actually slows the ball down, and the dirt doesn't do that. Yeah, and, and I just want to correct you, listener. You said it, it goes further. I think you meant to say it goes faster. Is that correct? Yeah. It's, it's um, a little bit of both. A little bit of both? Okay. I, I would say that's... Dirt allows... you know. That's like official, 60% of the answer. Dirt, it, dirt allows for more offense. Jerry, huh. I, right. I think she gets the bell. What do you think? I think it's close because that's an explanation <laughs> of what dirt <clears throat> does. It's not necessarily an explanation of why they use softball in four why they use dirt for softball, but I'll allow it. Okay. I'll allow it, Jim. <laughs> All right. That's it. Bye, yeah. Bye. Thank you. So, so to expand on that, because I, I think that's that's close. That's as close as I think we'll get by the end of the show. Yes, it, it's dirt does all those things, and the reason it's important for dirt for to have a dirt field where the ball moves faster and, and everything is just in general faster is because softball is played on a smaller field. And, and so the idea basically being if you had a dirt infield in softball, when when the distance between bases is so short, if there was grass, players would be able to beat stuff out with ease because the ball would just be moving so much slower and it would just make it that much easier. So I, I think it's a it makes the game faster because on a smaller field, the game has to inherently be faster. Yeah, we played we played in a lot of dirt fields. It's not just fast pitch softball. When when I got involved with some fairly high level, almost professional slow pitch softball, 
<clears throat> back in the 70s and early 80s, mm-hmm. um, that was my first experience because I grew up with baseball. We would go to these big tournaments in Buffalo, New York, and and um, Erie, Pennsylvania, and we, the, the fields would be – I say, what are these people, cheapskates? They don't have grass on their infield? <laughs> and that was the reason, and especially in, in softball. You could touch the ball to the bat – and the ball would die in the grass, and you could easily beat out of anything to first base if you hit it to the shortstop. So, mm-hmm. I um, she looked it up, but she was pretty accurate. Yeah, no, it's I think 75 percent of the answer was there. So I'll expand on the rest of it, and we can kind of <clears throat> we can go uh, we can go from there. All right, we got about ten minutes left here. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Give us a call if you got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Uh, Jim, what do we want to do with these last ten minutes? It's that it's that amount of time where well, we, we get maybe bri- go into something. If we get a call, it's gonna you know take us in who knows what direction. What do you want to do for these last ten minutes? Well, we got Brittany Griner out there. That that was fun. Um, <clears throat> I think because it is you know we we have now nine minutes left, a little less than nine minutes. Um, I would like to, to stick with some just some sort of current events, but they're also interesting topics and that's um we have Brittany Griner the wonderful story now we got Ja Morant the crazy story <laughs> oh <laughs> so, yeah tell people uh, in, case, in case they're not basketball fans who Ja Morant is so Ja Morant point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies all-star big face big face of the league uh, of the next kind of generation of players I think he's been in the league three years now uh but yeah kind of like that next generation of, of players coming up uh, go back uh, two months. Morant was suspended for being caught. I believe it was in a nightclub on video with a gun in his hand. And he he uh, was taking the video, by the way. Yeah, and he was taking the video. Uh, go to last week, right around this time last week, and he got caught doing it again. This time he was in a car, but again, his his video stream on I think it was on Instagram. He's dancing around in a car with some friends yet again, holding a gun. Uh, There's been no action taken yet by the league, uh, but I would imagine there is something coming. They're going to, there's, I don't think they're really in any rush to make a decision with this because when he will be suspended for, if he gets suspended, will be in about a year's time or like, you know, next season. So they're not in really any rush to make a decision here. Uh, the, not irony, but what's unfortunate about it was he got suspended, I think, for eight games last time. And then after the league, after their season ended, he had his postgame, he had his postgame press conference. And he talked about we have to mature as a team. And that includes me as a leader. I have to mature as individual as an individual. And it sounded I thought it sounded genuine, as genuine as someone can be. Uh, I, I really did think he meant it. And then turn around, you know, a week and a half, two weeks later, and he did the exact same thing again. I just think it goes to show, and I, I, I'm not a professional athlete. I, I'm only viewing this as a fan. He's an, an I, I think he's an entitled 22-year-old that is still a kid, and he's still immature. And I, I still would say hopefully he's going to learn and get better from this. But he's in a world. In, he's in a world of trouble with the NBA. Sure. Yeah, he's in a world of trouble, but I, he's still young. I hope he can learn from it. But what it's worry, what's worrisome about it is you're in the, like that fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, so on and like thing. Yeah, where yeah. at what point does it just like do his statements ring hollow and he just wants to be? 
he wants to be a, a thug, I guess. He, like, he's trying to act like someone he isn't. So, or, I don't or know. Or act like somebody I, he is. But he's not, though. It's not what he's, that's not where he's from. It's not, like, that's one of the things, like, it's not, like, his parental background. It's, like, hmm. the, it's not what his background was. So, I, I don't know. I, he's going to get suspended for a question of how many games he gets suspended for. We'll see. I, I'd be, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 20, 25 games, uh, but it's, it's unfortunate. I hope he learns from it eventually and kind of, you know, does mature. Cause he is young. I think I said, I think he's either 22 or 23 years old. He's still super, super young. Um, but it's unfortunate for, especially for someone that's one of the young faces of the league, you know, the NBA. You are live on the sports phone. Hi, my name's Estia. Um, I'm the co-captain for the Laytonville softball team. Oh, good. I, yes, let's let's talk more softball. Forget John Morant. I'm in. <laughs> let's talk more Laytonville softball. I'm all for it. Uh, well, congratulations on making it to the t- championship game. That the floor is yours. What would you like to talk about? Um, I just wanted to say that it's awesome to have the opportunity that we're getting because as a small like town. We usually don't get very far. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be probably my second time going to the championship, not with softball. I played basketball the year that COVID actually hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went all the way, actually. And my dad was the coach, Corey James. Yeah. And it's just a really cool experience because, like, I get to teach and help out all the younger girls learn everything. And... I don't know. It's, I they all I see them all as my little sisters, and they're wow. just great to be around. And my coaches are phenomenal, and it's just really nice to see that we're getting looked at and just seeing how like everyone's so supportive. Yeah, well, and, and that's something I, I was curious uh, about. As soon as you said you were on those those basketball teams that made it to that made those deep playoff runs, what was the the message to kind of the newer players or the ones that hadn't? played in a championship game before is it just kind of it's just another game or how do you kind of prepare Um, them for it mentally i tell them it's it really is just another game like we're just gonna play our hardest we're gonna be smart about things um don't let it get inside your head because that's when you fall like everything falls through the cracks Mm -hmm. um it's definitely like i get nervous like at our last game before the game started, I looked at our coach and I was like, oh, like, I'm kind of nervous. And she's like, don't be like, you'll be fine. It's just another game. And I was like, I know I need to take my own advice. <laughs> but it's really just, it really is just another game. And it's just a matter of fact of how we all communicate and play. And we've been doing really well with communicating and just being aggressive on bases. And our hitting has come so far. We do so many hitting drills during practice. It's unreal. I I remember talking to when I was in college, uh, and then Jim, I, Jim's got an eye on the clock, but I just remember talking to some of my friends that were on that softball team in college, and they would go to a batting cage, hit for like three, four hours, and then they would go to a film room and just watch frame by frame the swing, just breaking down every little angle. And it, it's just the precision of that was something I was so fascinated to learn about just what goes into what I thought was just swinging a bat, but apparently there's so much more yeah. to it than that. Yeah. 
Listen, we've got to yeah, go. We're, we're, we're running out of time here. I'd like oh, to do. No, Jim, I don't want to run out of time. I, I know. <laughs> I know. This is. I would like you to call back. Um, and I want to add this to the conversation. I'd like you to call back uh, next Sunday night after the game as the senior player on this team. You're probably even going to be the pitcher for that game. And I just yeah. want to say, say to you the name James, the name Carberry. Uh, the name Ferks, it means a lot to me. I coached in Mendo for 17 years. I know your names. I love the competitiveness. I really appreciate um, all you do for Laytonville. Thank you. That we, means a lot. We got to go. Give us give us a call. Best of luck next week. Best of luck. Yeah, Jim, this is the Laytonville show. I love it. They, again, <laughs> the teams that make it this far, they deserve all the credit, all the uh, – all the, uh, the, the, the time in the spotlight. So hopefully they can get a win against a very good California school. Caller, we're down to one minute and four seconds, and I cannot right. take that call, Jer. Yep, that's okay. We'll wrap it up. Uh, so next week, that will be the 28th, the last episode of May. Jim and I will be back for that. We'll be talking more local sports, a little bit more softball, kind of some recap stuff. Definitely keep an eye on that Clear Lake uh, Cloverdale game as well, see who makes it to the championship because by Sunday – Everything will be done, and we'll have an actual champion uh, crowned on and on all those levels. So that's going to do it for us. Jim and I will be back next week again. Please support KZYX uh, through the live the live drive. Jim, let's call it a night, and we'll uh, we'll do this again next week. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.